Hello, and welcome to Change It's All About the Choice podcast. I am so glad you stopped here to listen to me today because I have a fantastic podcast. It's all about Father's Day. So, hello and happy Father's Day to every father to every father-to-be, and to everyone who has taken on the role of guiding a child. I want to thank each and every one of you and send you many blessings. You are all special. And I especially want to send a special prayer to my father in heaven, John L. Zachrell. He was a great man. I cannot wait to tell you how special he was and how many roles he accomplished in his life. As a child, I really didn't appreciate how special he was. And I hope by telling this story that all the fathers out there will know how special they are. Welcome to Change. It's all about the Choice Podcast. I am Gabby, your host, founder of Gabby Inspires. I empower people of all ages to embrace change. I am a motivational speaker, coach, and workshop leader. I know you are unique, and I will offer in each episode humor and skill-building tools that will enable you to make the right choice so you too can embrace change. To get started... I want to take you back in time, way back in time, back to the mid-1950s. And for those of you who have no memory of that time, it was a much quieter time and the pace was much slower. And it seemed as if the world was smaller. All you knew was your family and your extended family and, of course, your neighbors But I need you to visualize a country life on a nice, quiet, warm, sunny day. And I want you to picture a small, white, like story and a half, aluminum siding house with a cement stoop out in front and one step running along the length of that stoop. No railings just a cement stoop with a step. And it was always referred to as a porch. Can you picture it? Now, think about a country road. You know, the kind with the trees lining it, or maybe fields, green grass, a lot of green grass and trees. Think about this two-lane country road that you're driving on. And you come to a crest of a hill, and then it straightens out. And about an eighth of a mile up the road, you can spot this white house that I had you visualize. And as you get closer, you can see that there's a little girl sitting on the porch. She's about four years old. She has blonde hair, done in the pipe curls of the day. And you probably don't remember what pipe curls are. That's when your mother would wrap your hair in like a pink curler. Some of them even used rags. My mother didn't do that. But this little girl was just sitting on the porch, waiting very patiently 
And you even wonder, what could she be doing just sitting there? What could she be waiting for? And it looks like she's all alone. Well, now all of a sudden she spots a car coming up the road. And you can see this big smile on her face. She's so excited. And she stands up and claps her hands and yells through the screen door, Mommy, Mommy, Daddy's home. And her mother comes to the door and looks out, wiping her hands on a towel. And she said, that's good, honey. Stay on the porch. And she goes back to cooking. Can you feel this little girl's excitement? And the car pulls in the driveway and she's just bouncing on that step, but she's not leaving. It's her father. She's so happy. And he looks like a giant to her. And he's covered in coal dust. Yes, her dad was a coal miner. And there weren't showers or dressing rooms then. Well, he came home covered in coal dust. That's why that little girl couldn't run and hug him. She wanted to, but she knew she had to stay right where she was and wait. He gets out of that car and comes walking towards her and sits down beside her. And they're both just all smiles, you know, and hi, how are you, you know. And he reaches into his lunchbox and pulls out a snack that he had left in his lunchbox just for this moment. Ah. Oh. How he touched her heart. And they sat there and shared that snack. But now, let's move up to 1998 or so. Towards the end of the century. Visualize that same porch. But now, instead of that young little girl, you see a frail, aging man just sitting there waiting. And all of a sudden, he sees a car pulling in the driveway and he yells to his aging wife. He doesn't get up. He just turns around and he yells in through that screen door. She's here. She's here. The old man smiles, but sadly, he cannot run and hug her. But that middle-aged lady is getting out of the car and she walks up to the porch and sits down beside him. And you know what she does? <laughs> she pulls a little baggie full of homemade chocolate chip cookies, which are his favorite, and they share them. Yes, this is a true story of me and my father, John L. Zachrell. Now, some people would call this a story of role reversal. I call it a story of love because that is what my father taught me, love and respect. But for you to understand my father, I need to share his life with you. And then maybe you'll understand why I think he was such a great role model. My father was the oldest of four children. He was born in 1910 in Clarion County. 
he had two sisters and a younger brother, who was the youngest of the family, Alphonsus. His mother died when he was only 11 years old. And his father was also a coal miner who had to leave them and go to work. Now, none of this probably remember 1921, but think back to what you've heard about 1920s. Supposed to be the Roaring Twenties, but not all people had it that easy. When you worked in the coal mines, you had to travel to that area. There were very little vehicles out at the time. And if there were, you had to have more money than some probably someone working in the mines could afford at that time. But they didn't own a vehicle, to my knowledge. They may have had a horse and buggy, but I'm not sure what they use for travel. But I did hear, talking to my father, that my grandfather had to move from mine to mine. So these children would have been left at home by themselves. And the way that this situation was worked out, that his two sisters went to live with two different aunts. But my dad and my brother were living on a family farm, and they were given a little shack to live in, and they worked on the farm. And this was in Clarion County, and I still have many relatives up there. And although they pronounce the last name Zockerel, and there is a vegetable fruit stand right across from the farm where my father was born, if any of you go up that way. But it was a difficult and lonely time for these four children. Even though their family was very, very good to them, they missed their mother and their father. But my father grew up strong and learned to be a hard worker. And he also went into the coal mines at a very young age. And it could have been 14, I don't know for sure. But that seems to come back to my memory that he started working in the mines at 14. But life goes on and he met my mom and they were married when he was 24 and she was 17. And they had 10 children, seven boys and three girls. I was number nine. And can you imagine, think back to when I was having you visualize this little story and a half White House, raising 10 children in that house. And I have to tell you at this point that my youngest brother, number 10, Chucky, his name was Charles, passed away at nine months old. So they raised nine children in that house, but still, oh. And it never seemed small to me. There was love in that house. There were many difficult years for my parents. Can you imagine feeding 12 people every single night for dinner? And my mom did it. And so when I say she was in the kitchen cooking dinner, my mother spent a lot of time cooking, baking, canning in that kitchen. And it wasn't a large kitchen. 
but she did it. She did it. But I have so many happy memories from that small house. You know, I was never hungry, never cold, always clean. There were always clothes to wear. I don't know how they did it, but they did. They were strong, proud people. They had good morals. They never missed mass on Sunday morning. We were there on Sundays and holy days and holidays. Church was very important in our family. And my six older brothers were always dressed in a suit and tie. And my sisters and I always had on a dress and our good shoes. And our mom made certain our hair was always curled for Sunday morning mass. <sighs> I think that how they had it organized. They were fantastic. Let's go back to the beginning when I was sitting on that porch, just waiting for my father. At that age, I was waiting for that treat. You know it and I know it. I was looking forward to it and I enjoyed it. I'm not sure what my dad was thinking. I'm hoping that he got to see me and was very excited about spending some time with me, but I'm not sure. But you know what I never thought about? I never thought about what dad was giving up for me. Think about it. This man had just spent over eight hours in a coal mine. Dirty, dusty. Wow. Sure, he had lunch. But I bet he was a very hungry man. And he would have loved to have eaten that treat but he saved it for me. And I know he sacrificed a lot, not only for me, but for all nine of his children. My goodness. And there were so many things I took for granted. And I understand, all kids do. How do they know? They can't until they become adults. But... How I wish I would have appreciated him more and thanked him more. It wasn't until his death that I thought about our time on the porch. Because up until that time, we were still spending time on that porch. In fact, I think it was when we were selling my parents' house and settling the estate that it all came back to me. Yes, it was a role reversal. And I was the one bringing that treat and looking for his smile. But I never felt like it was a role reversal. I was doing what I wanted to do. But what I was really doing is what I was taught. To show that love and kindness and respect. But I wanted to do it. I was never forced to visit my parents. I was glad that I was able to be there for them, to take them food, to take them a treat and drive them places. <laughs> Even though my dad's generation 
didn't want a woman to drive. That wasn't proper. He should drive. And after he got old enough that I wanted to drive him to the doctors for safety reasons, sometimes it was a bit of a battle. He didn't want to give that up. But most of all, I was just glad that I was able to do that and just be there for them. And I didn't realize I had learned all of that from my parents. And something else I didn't bring up about my father. I told you about us going to Mass every Sunday. Well, his father and stepmother at the time went to the same church. And when his father could no longer drive, he went miles out of the way to pick them up and take them to church every Sunday. And they would come over to our house for breakfast and mom would cook breakfast for everybody and he would take them home. Again, those were things that I was taught from him setting the example for me. And Dad, if you can hear me in heaven, I love you and thank you and happy Father's Day. Now, to all of you fathers out there, remember, you too are loved and appreciated. I know many of you have stepped up and supported children that you didn't bring into this world. And that takes a loving, special person to do that. Because every child needs a father. So happy Father's Day to everyone who has filled that role. You are appreciated and loved. If this podcast touches your heart, please let me know. I would love to hear your story. Can you tell me how your parents showed you how to be a good role model? You can find me on my website, gabbyinspires.com. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn. Or you can text me at 724-524-3464. Hey friends, it's that time again. Time to say farewell for this episode. Thanks for listening to Change. It's all about the choice podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review. I would love to hear from you. Invite me to speak to your group or hold a workshop. Go to my website at gabbyinspires.com or text me at 724-524-3464. What do you want to change? It is your choice. I will see you in two weeks. In the meantime, be sure to check out my other episodes. Farewell.